Hello and welcome back. I'm happy that you tuned in again. It was a very challenging process for me to bring this podcast online and to expose myself so much. And uh, I was very, very happy to see how many people responded to this positively and wrote me messages. Uh, I spoke to a couple of people and I saw how people shared it with, with others um, with warm words. Yeah, and that encouraged me that it was good that I made the, the step out there and started this. So yeah, thanks for coming back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really happy you're tuning in again. There were a couple of things that people said to me or asked me about and that I uh, wanted to address a little bit. The first thing would be the language. I'm obviously not a native English speaker. German is my mother tongue. But since I left the stationary life a bit over four years ago, English has been the language that I spoke most of the time and it became um, a language that I oftentimes think in as well. And I, I really like this tool. I really like that in large parts of the world we agreed that we have this common language tool that we can communicate with. I think it makes us come together closer as, as humanity to have this uh, ability. And since most of the people that I met in these four years, they don't speak German, and I assume, not knowing that uh, most of the people listening to this will be friends that I met at some point. Yeah. So this is why I'm speaking English. Another thing that someone said to me was that, that maybe it would be a bit boring to like listen to someone's monologue and that for a podcast I would need another person to, to speak with. But for me, podcasting is, is a very open way of expressing um, where, which at least I want to uh, play with. I want to use this platform to, to share. And this was the original uh, title that I thought of also, Sharings of a Nomad's Life. But then I didn't really know if this idea of um, sharing or the word a sharing is uh, someone something that is commonly understood. I got in touch with this the first time when I went to the desert ashram in Israel a bit over four years ago. And then again in Engsbacha in Sweden. And both places are sort of, to make, keep it short here, spiritual communities which have this practice of, of sharing. It's a regular practice in which, depending on the concept, a small group of three, maybe four people or a bigger group of 10, 15 people come together and, and share in a circle in which everyone gets their space to, uh, to speak, to speak from their heart and to speak how, how they feel how they feel with life and their situation and what they're struggling with or maybe what's beautiful um, and nourishing them and making them feel good. And I found this to be a very beautiful tool to uh, understand each other and to, to have compassion for others' situations. So this is where, where I got the idea from for how to run this podcast or for what to, what to do in it. And of course, 
in these small groups, um, you create a safe space and you're regularly coming back to this space with the same people and I'm putting this podcast out on the internet and it doesn't feel like the safest space. Um, so I'm holding myself back here and there and I don't want to go too far into into certain things. But at the same time, I want to, to try to, yeah, to share from my heart and like with honesty and you're invited to listen if you like. And with time, maybe I will implement other uh, ideas into this podcast, but I, I like to to have this idea of sharing as uh, a base of it. So now I'm excited to invite you to continue the journey with me. There are two sharings in this podcast from Penang in Malaysia and then from Kuala Lumpur. At this point, I'm uh, greeting Anis and Yusuf, uh, who will play a part in this podcast. And yeah, what a weird time to start a podcast about a nomad's life now that it becomes difficult to be moving around. But at least in this episode, um, I'll still be on a bit of a journey. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I'm in Penang, Malaysia. Today is the 10th of March, 2020. And I'm really liking this city. I booked a flight back to Germany from uh, Kuala Lumpur because it was cheaper to go from there and because I met a couple in Bangkok that lives in Kuala Lumpur and I spent three months ago I spent uh, a couple of days with them and it was really beautiful and and they were happy to to host me in Kuala Lumpur and show me around so I had enough reason to go to Malaysia and fly from Kuala Lumpur and I just came into the country again not not really knowing much about the country not really knowing much about the places I would go to I just asked the two um, what can you recommend and Penang was one of the places that they mentioned and it was on the way and so I just booked a bus there which took about 16 hours to get there uh, 5 in the morning the ferry on Kopangan and had a beautiful last evening with uh, friends from the artist residency and then I got on this on this massive journey <laughs> for 16 hours uh, on the ferry and then in a in a minibus quite uncomfortable and then in another minibus a bit more comfortable uh, the border to Malaysia was one of the weirdest borders I think I've been through I probably don't remember all of them but it was it was just like nobody gave <laughs> nobody gave a shit like everyone was extremely bored by what they what their job was in the border and and no one really seemed to be taking it so serious um it was a bit weird <laughs> anyways uh got through into the country got to penang where I, I booked a hostel for two days um which then turned out to be a really nice hostel and because my room wasn't ready uh, in the evening uh, they just gave me a nicer room so I had a really nice big bed uh, and the next day in the middle of the heat of the of the day I, I started to, to go explore the city 
and I found this this art market artsy market that's only once a week on Sunday in a in an old bus depot and it was really I was like what's going on here it felt like Berlin in a in a nutshell like really small uh, there was a DJ making music I think before that there was a live band even people doing yoga and other people selling artsy self-made things and and it was really beautiful and the whole setting was beautiful and there was trees giving shade and um, yeah I really loved it and then this guy came over and very quickly he he got um, he turned the conversation into a conversation about God and Jesus and how he grew up in a very religious family but like in an institutionalized religious family which he then broke out of when he was 15 16 um, but yeah I still felt a lot of this in him a lot of this believing in a, in a certain thing and wanting to convince other people or at least let's say get them into a conversation about it while he was very clear on his standpoint it was still a quite open conversation and he he was listening and I was listening and I think we both inspired each other uh, and he just came up to me and he was like who are you like uh, I, I, I felt like I want to talk to you and we talked for quite a while um, and eventually he introduced me to his friends who also turned to be our let's say followers of Jesus I'm not sure if this is kind of a religious um, group uh, or kind of church I don't think so I, I think I think it's a rather open group of people who have similar views or like maybe a similar interpretation of the Bible I'm really not sure um, anyways really nice people and also like people who seem to be you know living lives it's not like the Jehovah's Witnesses where just a lot of their life is um, uh, based on um, trying to bring their religion forward uh, two of them also being photographers um, and I got myself lots of tips from them especially uh, tips for where I could find Japanese clothes because I bought my first kimono uh, on, on Thailand um, also on a market and I really liked it so I wanted to get more Japanese clothes and I was thinking maybe I can find something in Penang so they gave me some tips yeah beautiful day and I really really liked this city I really really liked it and in the evening I ate um, in an area called Little India uh, yeah where you really kind of enter India you know all these f flower chains that they were making and uh, one corner one music and video store like speakers standing outside and making super loud music on on the junction um, yeah just reminders of India of this you know um, it, it, they have a different sense of what is like loud or too loud uh, <laughs> they just yeah they just see this differently and like nobody cares that he's making making this music super loud probably all day I don't know and this morning uh, had breakfast and coffee in the hostel uh, and then there was this couple so cute 
they were so cute with each other uh, and and later I knocked on their room and I asked them if I could take their portrait and they were like um yeah yeah yes yes I guess and they didn't really know like what it means when a photographer asks them can I take your portrait and like it's, it's a weird question for most people because they don't you know they they're not being asked that question usually and uh, we had a beautiful session outside the hostel yeah and they've been traveling for four years and they're 19 and nine no no they were now 22 and 23 and they started when they were about 18 19 um yeah and i was really inspired again and i was yeah and i asked them of course and i oh, i told them that i'm looking at this and i'm seeing how cute they are with each other and i'm uh, that i'm that I'm inspired by this and that I'm loving this and of course they gave me a reality check which I know also it's not it's not always cute it's not always nice and everyone's having trouble yes of course um, but anyway it's beautiful to see that you know they just keep doing it anyways and that they keep finding their way in this in this way of living yeah and then I went out and then I went out to find my Japanese clothes and I went to three of the stores that were recommended I was in this tower, the highest building of the city which has this mall in it which was confusing, Like the, the whole architecture of it was so confusing and I, I got lost and I asked tons of people where this place is and, 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 and got to this place where there was all these um, like shooting simulation games and kind of a theme park indoors it seemed and it seemed really empty like I had this impression not all over Penang but in certain areas I had, like in this mall I had the impression like everyone's out of business no one's making any money here like how are these shops still open um, and a lot of stores were were closed seemed to be not in business anymore um, while in other streets you have the impression that people are busy but like in this place for example I was wondering how are these people like making any business how is this surviving hmm I found one Japanese place Japanese second-hand but he had just pretty much regular things I don't know why it was specific to Japan also he was like in the very last corner and yeah didn't seem to have any business either and then he when when I was about to leave and I asked him you know another place he was kindly like also telling me where is where is another place where I can find something um same happened to me the day before it really nice how just like hey well, I didn't make any business with you but here's another place you could go and the day before even uh, without me asking or I asked where is your store where I can find your Japanese clothes and the man told me his name store uh, but he also said hey try this other place as well which today then eventually was the last place I went to and it was it was just beautiful and I hate shopping for clothes I really don't like it Oh, and I um, I'm not a fan of it 
whenever I can I just find single pieces of clothing on markets um, that almost never works with pants though they, they I have to go to stores to find pants that uh, work for me usually but this place was just so full of beautiful things like all everything from Japanese everything second-hand uh, uh, some traditional, some more modern. Everything was was cleaned. It was smelling good. They had beautiful old music selection going on. Like every detail in the store was um, uh, was filled with with love and with. Um, wait, I'm looking for the for the name of that store. I'm talking about how great it is. I want to give you the name. Maybe you're in Penang one day and you can go buy Japanese clothes it's called it's got the name of a mountain Fujiyama really beautiful really beautiful and I spent probably two hours in this place and I ended up ten buying ten different things and I just couldn't stop like seeing more beautiful things and eventually I uh, left the store with ten items that I bought um, which is a lot for me I'm probably gonna not have to buy clothes for the next five years <laughs> uh, and I had fun and I never have fun shopping for clothes really not it's not something I enjoy uh, yeah and I have like a whole new Japanese style now <laughs> sort of sort of I don't know I like it um, let's see I don't know I'm I'm pumped I'm I'm excited I'm, I'm excited to have left the island and feel like I'm traveling again and I'm moving and I'm um, yeah I'm moving makes me feel alive and makes me feel excited to to uh, to get up and, and continue moving and continue finding new interesting uh, things and places like this beautiful city of Penang that uh, has more to offer I think so yeah, tomorrow I'll continue in in a bit more than a week. I'm flying from Kuala Lumpur back home to Germany, where I need to do some work. Um, yeah, that's it for today. I'm having fun. Bye bye. <laughs>
Kuala Lumpur people would be laughing at the Frankfurt skyline, I guess. So yeah, I left Penang uh, in a bit of a hurry because Emirates changed my flight for the second time and this time they uh, changed it to two days earlier. So I was in a bit of a rush one morning to uh, get a train to Kuala Lumpur, which I then missed because I missed the ferry and took a bus. Uh, and I came to Kuala Lumpur to meet Anis and Yusuf, who I met in Bangkok three months ago. I was just walking on the street and they they were like, Hi, who are you? Later it turned out that Anis uh, wanted to say hi and Yusuf thought that I'm tense and that they shouldn't speak to us. But we ended up spending a couple of days in in Bangkok and it was really beautiful. And so when the question of the flight came up, that was one of the reasons that I decided to go through Kuala Lumpur to come to come see them. It's really beautiful to to have someone local uh, who who wants to welcome you. And also to have someone who is you know from another culture but not where you don't feel like an alien, you feel like you're, you're actually connecting somehow, uh, even though you're from from different countries and yeah, maybe a little bit of a different age, but yeah, people that you're actually connecting to. And I had a really good vibe with them from the beginning. So I was staying at Ani's place. Um, flat that she's sharing with her best friend here on the 29th floor where I'm standing now and I was a bit low on energy and I always have this a few days before I'm, I'm taking a long flight and I'm closing a chapter in this case three months uh, here in Asia I always have this a few days before I'm leaving that I'm yeah that my my body and my mind everything starts shifting to where I'm gonna where I'm gonna be next. But still, we did some uh, some beautiful things together. Went to this amazing Indian place. And when I say amazing Indian place, I'm actually meaning like a place with simple, usually plastic chairs and um, not one of these kitsch Indian places with like Buddha statues and all kinds of stuff but like an actual Indian place where Indian people go and have food and it's amazing you walk in and sit down and like 10 seconds later there are massive banana leaves on on our table and another 10 seconds later someone starts putting rice on them and someone else puts curries and other stuff next to you and like a minute after you sit down you have like a an entire dish in front of you on a banana leaf and it was really tasty but yeah also the the uh, environment yeah it's just it's, it's part of it and I, I really love that I was staying in the apartment for one day as well working on on this podcast and trying to figure out how basically how podcasting works and how you post it and set it up and bring it to iTunes and Spotify etc I really wanted to get this going before I'm leaving uh, because now I'm in a in a higher energy 
and I was a bit afraid that if I wouldn't get it started here that I wouldn't um, wouldn't dare to do it anymore once once I would be back people here in Malaysia I noticed if they're very very friendly so many people helped me without even me asking for help they just saw I might be needing help and they they helped me and, and more than once shop owners recommended me to go to another shop to a competitor's shop without me asking also wow yeah it's really friendly here and people told me that it is because there were so many different cultures coming together here and apparently they learned really well how to how to be with each other and how to be with people that come from another country another culture with another religion and and that seems to be working here really well that living together and respecting each other and being being friendly with each other so friendly I'm really happy I came even though Malaysia was never on my like wish list of places I wanted to go I'm really positively surprised yeah amazing place when I first came to the city in the evening uh, I went to to a hostel uh, just went there for one night because I only found out in the morning that I'm coming here and I didn't want to uh, yeah be too much of a surprise for for Anis and I went to a hostel with one of those skyline pools and I thought okay like <laughs> okay one night let's let's do this and I usually uh, I avoid these kind of places I avoid uh, places that are like touristy and that are a tourist attraction and that are you can call it Instagrammable maybe and I wasn't even aware that it's like how extreme it is how extreme it is when people go to a place to basically to show the world on their social media how how beautiful it is where they are and how amazing their life is probably because I usually avoid these places and I was pretty shocked I was pretty shocked with this skyline pool how obsessed people were with, <laughs> with showing how amazing their life is um, like people being they, it seems like they didn't they didn't have time to, to actually live this experience because they were just too busy recording it and I found it quite shocking and sad and sad really I was a bit sad for these people that there doesn't seem to be room for the experience itself. One girl was in the pool and she was filming herself with the skyline and the Petronas Towers in the back and she was making these cute faces and like a face of, oh, I'm so relaxed and like swimming around in the pool and oh, I'm doing so good and oh. And about 15 minutes later, I was down in the in the hostel, which was pretty much a, an apartment it wasn't like didn't have a lot of love in it and there she was sitting then I don't know 
how to describe it sad depressed bored i think bored is probably the right word just super bored and not looking happy at all not looking relaxed and cute at all like no everything that she was trying to put into this video that she made was just not there anymore 15 minutes after that and i went out on the balcony to take a photo with the Hasselblad and she saw the camera and she seemed really interested but like she was heavily avoiding the eye contact and any communication I don't know man it's, it's, it's weird to me it's weird and I feel really I feel like the alien kind of seeing that I'm just behaving differently not doing things to show everyone how great everything is and it's I find it shocking that it's only been what 10 years that smartphones are around and probably even less than 10 years that the whole social media thing is is really being big and people got so so immersed in this way of living already and they don't seem to look around and notice how sick like addicted really they seem to be and saying this i feel like i feel like the 70 year old that's pointing at a, at a 20 year old but that's what it feels like it's it just seems like like i cannot connect to this to this kind of world so that was my experience of doing <laughs> being in a touristy place doing a, a tourist thing <laughs> I was also in a little in a little party with uh, Anis and Yusuf. Some friends from the university of Anis uh, rented a, an apartment in a, a quite of a fancy building and had like a drinking game night, pretty much. And it was fun. It was a bit like a time travel for me, and it is not something that I like that I would really do anymore and choose to do but it was interesting and, and fun to to join it for a night yeah they were like eight about eight nine years younger than me it doesn't it doesn't do it so much anymore for me the drinking it's not the fun it used to be and i'm not so sad about it either but interesting to see and i mean again it's 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 so beautiful that that um yeah Knowing these people here, which, like this connection came from such a random meeting in Bangkok, that this opens the door to me to, to be in, hang out with, with these people here and get to see a life of young people in, in Kuala Lumpur, which I found out, by the way, two of these girls were, were quite um, popular on Instagram. And it was interesting again to see later see their Instagram appearance after I've I've met them in person. Interesting stuff. I think after a while it gets a bit difficult for me to be to be living in someone's house and like being not so so independent. I don't think I could do couch surfing like for a long period of time. But it's definitely very beautiful to do that every now and then. Um, 
and to be guest of, of local people and, and yeah, join their lives for a little bit. And while I was here, like literally the last three, four days, it seemed like the the situation in uh, in uh, Europe in Germany regarding the coronavirus was getting completely out of hand. It seems like they're going nuts over there. And the job that I actually, yeah, that I was flying back for, uh, that was supposed to be in like six days, uh, they cancelled it. They cancelled it. And my job situation wasn't looking too great anyways <laughs> for this year yet. I mean, it always changes for me. I'm not someone who's really uh, booking appointments half a, half a year ahead. Uh, so jobs come, they, they will come. Like somehow it always worked and I'm, I'm confident it will again. But still at the moment, it feels a bit weird and the panic I'm not panicking along with that shift to knowing I'm going back yeah, that I'm ending this chapter uh, uh, along with that comes now the, yeah, the knowledge that I'm going to a place that seems to be in like a bit of an apocalyptic state at the moment and it seems like everyone's really going crazy back home I don't know I'm having an offer to to work on a friend's construction site. And I guess I'll do that. Anissa Yusuf just came home. Turn the air condition on. I'm sorry. I'll finish it anyways. It's weird times. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's somehow affected by this. So at least at the moment, being in a in a quite comfortable position like in warm nice Kuala Lumpur I'm, I'm taking it easy at the moment to be like yeah that's okay I'm just going to work on the construction side for a little bit and make a little bit of money hide away from the virus and uh, things are going to get better at the moment I'm very optimistic that it's going to be fine things are going to work out and it won't be too difficult working on the construction but that may change once I'm there. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, with time, with time, it's just everything showed to be working out somehow. And I guess it's part of becoming, like living a nomadic, nomadic lifestyle to, to accept that, that you're not planning things and that even if you do, things don't go according to plan and to let yourself fall into it and trust that everything is going to work out. So I got a bit of training in that. And yes, I haven't experienced a global pandemic situation ever. But yeah, even that's going to work out. So yeah, with trust and tiredness in my eyes, I'm saying bye-bye to Kuala Lumpur and to Asia for now. And in a bit more of a day than a day. I'll be putting my feet on European soil again. And I'll let you guys hear from me from there. Now it's time to say goodnight. Good.
light Good night Sleep tight Dream sweet dreams for me Dream sweet for you Thanks for tuning in. That was it. I'll come back to you soon with a bit of a isolation episode. Uh, until then, feel free to contact me in any way and you can find my photography work on my website which is www.kenbuslay.com Have a good one.